What's up, guys? Welcome to the Honest Tattooer podcast, where we dive deep into the world of tattooing and everything that comes with it. And in today's episode, we're going to be discussing a topic that is near and dear to every artist's hearts and ego, and that's critiquing art. And we've received some amazing artwork from one of our viewers, and we're excited to share our thoughts on it. So join us today as we provide honest feedback and discuss the ins and outs of art critique. We got some images sent from an apprentice. I feel like I could say his name. I, I don't, I'm not sure, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. So uh, his name is Brandon Kramer. Brandon Kramer Tattoos on Instagram. You can go check him out. Uh, he's a tattoo apprentice, and uh, he is doing some pretty cool designs. And uh, he asked me and asked you to uh, critique some of his, not tattoos, but his actual drawings and his designs that he can then later, I guess, tattoo or sell his prints or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, man, I think this is super exciting because not only will tattooers appreciate this, but artists in general might be able to pick up some tips on you know, how to design their paintings better, too. Yeah, and by all means, I feel like, you know, if there's going to be, the comments are going to be crazy on this. I can already tell because people are going to want to critique and kind of give their two cents as well. But I think like, you know, always, you know, learn to give a little bit of a compliment sandwich to people and you can tell them some good things that they have going on and some bad things, but yeah. remind them of the good things and what good direction they're going forward. For and sure. I think that that definitely helps. So I don't know, which one do you want to start with? Um, let's start with the ribcage lady. All right, cool. Right off the rip. I don't think that this should ever get tattooed. Yeah, it's not a very... Yeah, I feel like this is this is a cool piece of artwork. It's a cool... If you want to sell it as a print, I think that's great. Um, which, honestly, I'm 100% for. I love making art just for the sake of making art that I will not tattoo. And a lot of times, people look at my prints that I sell on my website and be like, oh, man, would you tattoo this on me? And I tell them, no, man. Like I purposely make this not tattooable Yeah, because I just want to make art. Yeah, this is just art. Yeah. And I feel like this, I don't know if this was his intention, if this was just like a color study for a tattoo that he wants to do. But uh, if I could already tell you, don't tattoo this, I think that that would be a wise choice not to tattoo it. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. This is not a very like, there's things about it that seem tattoo-y, you know, but it, overall, it's not like something that you would just direct as such, just put that on an arm and just kind yeah. of go for it. Yeah, I feel like when you, whenever you have... Um, and you know, people are going to hate on me right now for saying this. Whenever you have geometric shapes, especially like very boxy shapes, like this one's framed out in a very square shape. Yeah. Uh, it just, it doesn't translate well on your curved and you know weird body. Yeah, right? absolutely. Absolutely. There's things about it though. that could be part of a tattoo. I like, you know, the hand and the chalice, you know, and all that stuff. I yeah. feel like that could be part of, you know, like that's a tattoo on its own. Just, just right that there. little, that's that little corner, yeah. you know? And uh, just the head, also another tattoo. Yeah. One of the things that immediately jumped at me about this tattoo is the black filigree above the, by the head, up okay. top. All right. It looks, there's, there's something about it where like, I don't know where is the filigree wrapping the head? Is it in front of the head? You know what I'm saying? Because it's cutting off the top of the head, kind of. Yeah. Because- it's going in front of the head, but when you see the top of it, you're like, oh, that could be the top of the head right there. Right, 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 right. You right. know, so it, like it's, there's something weird about it that I don't like. And I feel like it's distracting. The the shape that the curve is making of that filigree is matching the shape of what her head and her scalp yeah. would be. That's what's making it look yeah. a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because I do like the face. And then as soon as I look at the face, the first thing that my eye goes to after that is that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I feel like just finishing the hair would have been the right choice to make there as opposed to adding that black thing right there. Yes. And to add on to that also, so that didn't bother me right away until you just pointed it out. But the other end of that black filigree mm-hmm. where it's, it looks like it's separating the arm and like the or, hand is popping out of that black spot. Yeah, like, like it's sitting there. Yeah, yeah. That's just a weird, it's a weird tangent right there. Yeah. I feel like the whole thing could have done without that black filigree. Yeah, there's there's like, there's a few tangents that are pretty tough in here. One of them's that, one that bothers me is the hair that's in the back by the face. It looks like it's going directly into her mouth. Yeah. Like directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too aligned. It's there's from the lip to the hair. It's just one little line there. Yeah. You could either just move that hair a little bit up or just move it all the way down and have it come back out. Yeah. So we see it come back out and then that'll help. But essentially, I mean, like just that piece of hair doesn't need to be there. If no. you look at her hairdo, <laughs> like her hair is back. Yeah. Her right? is so back. It's like, it doesn't, that doesn't need to be there. And look, I'm, I'll be the first one to admit it. I do that same thing right there when I'm mm-hmm. tattooing. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't do blondes. I'll do like black hair and yeah. that black right there helps you do the contrast between the skin tone of the face oh, tattooing sure. and the for skin sure. tone of the body. So I'll do that same technique just to give me some black sometimes knowing that it's not right. Yeah. Because like right now her hair is pushed back. So it just doesn't make sense as a print right now. You don't need that contrast. It's not going to heal. It's not going to you know age. I would you know definitely get rid of that piece also. Yeah. The face is pretty. Yeah. It's a pretty face. It doesn't look bad. You know, like I feel like it, it looks nice. The, the frame that's kind of on the outside. And I, I don't know if this is the full size of the image, but I, it feels, I hate the point of tension to the left. It's like right up to the edge of the paper. Oh, right? It's it's like, yeah. Crazy point. And it's not on the right. It's not not balanced. You know, I don't know if it's the crop or what it is, but if that's how he made it, you know, man. Yeah. To me, I feel like we are not seeing the entire thing. Cause even the bottom, like you're not seeing the bottom part of that frame. It's just kind of like getting cropped off. Or maybe that's how it is. That's the part that I'm like, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure. Yeah. I feel like it also could be that that's how it is. When you're designing a tattoo and you don't want the entire body part, or you don't want the entire body in the design, you're going to eliminate some pieces. And like one of the classic things for a Neo trad design is to have a head and then just like a floating hand, a floating hand. Right. Yeah. If you put that hand anywhere in any position, it's very evident that you're not making the connection that this hand is attached to an arm. Belongs to this person. The shoulder that's belonging to the body. Right. Yeah. So, um, You have to, even if you're not drawing the whole thing in the design, you should still draw the whole body, follow through with it. And then that way it doesn't just seem like a random somebody else's hand in the design, you know? The same thing goes with flowers, you know? When you have a rose that you're like, where's that leaf coming out of? Like, it doesn't make sense where that leaf is coming from. If it doesn't make sense, there's a reason why it doesn't make sense. So it's like, you know, I've made that mistake myself, but that's how I know it. You know, it's like, you have to learn where the sleeve is coming from, where's the stem connecting. That way, that's why it has that angle. And then it, it makes visual sense. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if this rose is opening this way, these leaves would be growing in this direction. So everything just looks in the right perspective. And it looks, even if it's not realistically drawn, it still makes visual yeah. sense. Yeah, just like there's anatomy with people, there's anatomy with flowers. Yes, right? absolutely. You have to follow the right anatomy. Yes. 
Overall though, man, like I think the the image, I love the palette. I think the there's contrast there. I think it looks great. Like I'm looking at it small from a distance right now and I think it, it works. I, I like, I actually like it. I think it's really cool. Looking at it up close, I don't love how bold the outline is, but when I'm seeing it small from far away, yeah, it, it looks works. cool from small yeah. far away. But when you get up close, you're like, wow, that's a huge, that's bold a huge outline. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. But I think that, you know, we're going to look at more of your stuff and I think you're, you're doing some things right. And some things just, just keep working. Yeah. I don't know how long he's been an apprentice, but, uh, the design work and like the, the actual art itself looks like he, he has a grasp on at least some sort of drawing and coloring and the way that you uh, should be blending stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think one of the things that I see this, it's like, um, it's good to use reference, but also study the anatomy more. Yeah. So you know what you're tracing. Yeah. Like it's fine to trace a, for a reference, but you need to understand what's happening. Cause then that's when the, the few things of like, you know, you trace it, but you, under, you don't, you know, you're still not just thinking of what you're drawing. Yeah. yeah. You know, man, it's so important. People always say like, Oh man, if I'm, if I'm drawing from reference, why do I need to know anatomy? I'm like, well, if you're going to, if you're that good that you could copy that photo exactly. All right. Maybe you don't need to know anatomy, but sometimes yeah. the photo's not that great. Right? Yeah. And if you have a knowledge of, why certain things are the way they are in the body, you can exaggerate and not make it look funky. Absolutely. Right? And especially with like hands and muscles, like there's pictures where things might look a little washed out. So you lose some of like the subtleties of like a certain body part yeah. and knowing what should be there based on what you're rendering. Even if it just means like a tiny dot to indicate where a knuckle is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, oh, right there. That's where that knuckle should be. Yeah. And like, all of a sudden the eye sees it. I'm like, yeah, I can recognize that whole visual scene a lot clearer. Yeah. Just with like a small, that minute detail. And I feel like that's really important. If you know what you're drawing, you're going to be able to add that to your designs and that it'll make it so much more believable and stronger without having it to be realistic at all. Yeah. You know? And I think that's more, more powerful. Well, Want to move on? Yeah. Uh, Ninja covid uh, Ninja lady over here <laughs> with like, you know, the wings on her head. Yeah. Yeah, man. This, it's this crazy one needs some help, I this, think. It's a case of, I think, a little bit of tracing the face and then adding these other elements and doing kind of like what the idea of tra of traditional is kind of. In, but it's, I think the biggest problem with this tattoo is that he didn't just draw the elements in just shapes, just clear shapes. Just draw shapes first, no details. For example, if you're drawing just one one shape to draw this head, you would know that the center of this helmet thing that she's wearing should be centered of her yeah. whole forehead, you know, and it should be in the center of the head because that's if you're, you know, she's locking this thing to the side. Like, what the hell's going on? Unless she just got kicked in the head by the other ninja. <laughs> yeah, and now the exactly. Like, to the side a little you bit. know, but it doesn't make sense. It's like the, you know, the, the wings do seem like they are where they're supposed to be. You See, know, I, I don't, I don't think that at all. I feel like that back wing should be lower. Yes. But at least it seems like they're both in the side of the head. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, oh, they, yeah, 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 they yeah. at least still seem like they're both in the side of the head. Not like, you know, slightly tilted to the side or something where like where the center is. But no, not really though. Cause think about, so look at on, uh, on the, the pictures left, right? Yeah. That like rounded ornamental piece. It's like way back almost over her ear. 
Yeah. You shouldn't see that on the opposite side. On the opposite side. The way side. you can't see her ear, you shouldn't yes. be able to see that. It should that. be tucking down a lot lower. Like further back on further the head. Further back on the head, for sure. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's like poking all the way in the front over yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. means on the other side, it should be, you know, equally as forward. Yes. For sure. And that's going to be eliminated with just, I mean, especially in Procreate, you know, you can use perspective lines. Yeah. You know? And if you're creating, if you draw a face and then you put perspective lines and you know that you want all these lines to align, you know, like the, the, the forehead, the eyes, nose, and then these wings up top, you can start seeing where everything should be. That could be a whole episode talking about all these different tools in Procreate, but I feel like we'll get somebody that talks about that stuff a yeah, lot, yeah, yeah. you know, to show you guys, but that's some simple tools that you can use to, to, to make these drawings better. I like her eyes, man. I like, I She's got like that piercing light colored eyes. I mean, yeah, the eyes are good. Like the, 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 the whole, like, you know, little veil kind of area thing. It's really good. I think it's, it's nice. It's one of those things where like, that's really good. But because like, even just because of the, the, the crown thing in the front is not centered completely takes away from it. Yeah. I, I didn't say it on the other design, but I'll say it on this one. It could just be a stylistic thing, which most likely it is. The hair is too ribbony. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Especially like uh, some and, and and there's um there's no weight, you know. Like even hair has weight to it. So like if there's wind blowing, this hair like you know like where you see like the the left side of the head, the the hair's flowing forward. Like there's some wind blowing it in that direction. But the right side of the head, that hair's like drooping down like yeah, there's yeah, yeah. hair coming from just you know like there's no air at all yeah so it, that and then that just makes it feel weird yeah you know yeah it, it's it's one thing to have like wispies that are kind of floating around one loose hair yeah you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i mean yeah. I, I personally i really like that look. i like that too but yeah if you're gonna have like a chunk of hair in it that has weight to it that should be yeah like that falling with gravity to the left right. side you know of of the image and you have that big curl that's like kind of going back and around and curving it's a huge piece of hair you know, like that wouldn't just be, it's not like a wispy that's like, you know, off of like a, of a hairdo, but it's like, man, little simple things like that will make that design look better. Yeah. You know, like fixing, honestly, even just fixing the hair and the symmetry on the crown, much better design immediately. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, I like the colors. I think the colors are cool. Yeah. They would actually look cool on skin with a little bit more, more skin break on like the, the veil thing that's covering the mouth. I wouldn't just pack a bunch of gray like that, you know, without leaving a little bit of like shine to it or a little bit of room to breathe. Um, I don't know if I agree with you on that one. Well, you see the the bottom of like the, he did it on the bottom where the, the metal is. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's metal. Yeah. But so I think that, it's like. That cloth wouldn't have that shine to it unless it's like silk or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's like silk, but I think it just, it, I wouldn't go as heavy as. As that is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because it's like gray on gray. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't bother me so much. Again, though, overall, like from a distance, minus the anatomy of the uh, the helmet sitting on the head and everything, I think it's cool design. Yeah, I think it's cool. It's stronger than the other design to me. Yeah. All right, cool. Next. Ooh, and then this lady. This lady. With one of those situations that you were just talking about where it feels like, this hand doesn't belong to that lady at all. Yes. 
Exactly. It feels like a ginormous hand, <laughs> <laughs> just huge hand coming out of the side and it's frozen. Yeah. So every, I'm going to have this on screen. Everybody look at this hand and try to do what this hand is really doing and how your shoulder and your wrist and your whole body has to like contort, contort to be able to put that, that hand in that position. You know, it's just like a it's hand coming natural. out of nowhere. So yeah, like simple things like that, man, just pay attention to anatomy and do what I'm doing. Like if, if you want to do that act, if you want to do, if you want to draw a picture that has this hand, do the pose yourself and feel it. Like it's like, Oh, that doesn't feel normal. That, that doesn't, doesn't feel, feel natural. natural. It doesn't feel natural. You know, you know, I've, I mean, I've used myself as a reference. Oh yeah. All the time. Multiple times, you know, just get in a pose just to get, you know, just to see where my hips would fall, how my body would actually move naturally, yeah. you know, and then add hips and boobs to it. And then, <laughs> then you got a pinup, you know, it really is not that much to it, but I do like the face in this one. Um, one thing that I don't like about is the eyes in the eyes. Uh, there's that thing where it's, it's shaded. It seems like it's shaded with just pure symmetry. Yes. And it's too evident in the eyes and it makes, it gives the eyes that like cross-eyed look to them. Yeah. Man, you know how many times I try to take some shortcuts drawing a lady head and I'll pick some reference. I'm like, oh yeah, this looks great. Yeah. And I mean, everybody does it. I'm going to trace this face and then add my style to it. Right. But I don't want to trace both sides of the face independently. I'm going to save some time. So I'm going to draw half the face yeah. on the symmetry mode and let the other half just come along as I'm drawing it. Yeah. Dude, it doesn't look great. It doesn't look good at all. It, it just, it's very unnatural. Yeah. It looks symmetrical of the face. Yeah. It makes it look strange. And half the times too, like I'll pick, I'll pick like a really good looking girl for this portrait or whatever <laughs> I'm doing. And then I'll trace it with the symmetry mode and she's just butt ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like, oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah. It just looks, you know, the, 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 the little subtleties just is what gives us our kind of attraction. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. You know, like this little subtleties in the eyes and everything, like even just one eyebrow that's slightly different than the other, but still really close, you know, to each other. I feel like sometimes I do start like, uh, if I'm going to draw a face, I'll start like my, my pre-drawing, you know, when I'm just drawing, you know, where the features are going to be as that, yeah. you know, as with the, with the symmetry. So there's like an underlying symmetry and then I just draw it both independently and yeah. give each side a little bit of like its own thing and still keeping the same size on things, but right. just slightly variations. And I feel like it gives it that more natural, softer look. Yeah. 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 You don't want like one eye a quarter of an inch higher than the other one. Yeah. That'll just look, <laughs> well, unless you do want that, you know, if you have like an Oiwa, you know, which is like a, a Japanese, like, you know, ghost that has like completely deformed face, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. If you're going for that look, it works. Man, I can't get down with the icicle fingers on this tat. <laughs> I cannot get down with these icicle fingers. And it bothers me so much that there's icicles at the top. And then the fingers look exactly the same way. I, I mean, I feel like that's intentional. Though, don't I you? know, I know. But I, I, I wish that the fingers could still be look. They, they would still look kind of. Fingerly. More fingerly. Yeah. I wish there was also a little bit of more ice, like at least one more icicle or two on the left, on the left side. Yes. yes. Balance know? that out. Yeah. Just to balance it out. Clearly this is done in procreate or some other digital drawing uh, application, right? It needs texture. Yes. It needs texture. I, I think he tried doing it a little bit with the background. So there would be like a little bit of texture back 
there and then he kept the front maybe a little soft but he then the textures in like the icicles there's like a little bit of texture there so yes you're right but it looks like he tried to do everything with the same brush right oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah like yeah. those rocky things in the background don't use an airbrush for that man like yeah get like some sort of like hard-edged textury brush make that look rocky you know one thing that is so helpful Get rid of the white background. Off the rip. Off the rip. Don't draw on white. I mean, they'll tell you that in any art class that you take, either get already toned paper or tone it yourself. Because if you're working with that pure white background, all of your colors are going to compete with one another. Um, if you have, I mean, this goes with tattooing too. Think about it. If you're, you're not tattooing on a white person, you're tattooing on someone who has color to their skin, but it actually harmonizes all the colors that you're using yeah. in the tattoo. Yeah. So the same thing happens with a painting or a digital painting. If you have a colored background, all of your colors that you add onto that background, they now have like a family that they live inside. Also, don't paint with the normal mode on Procreate. Like you have layer modes. Do your multiply, do your divide, like yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah. And they'll interact with all the colors underneath the layers beneath it, especially your background color. Yeah. So if you're if you're coloring in multiply, it's gonna make your colors darker, but everything's gonna then like like I said before, like have that harmony, everything's gonna feel like feel. it belongs and you have like an actual palette that works with itself. With itself, yeah. Absolutely. That's great advice, man. Yeah, this is an interesting piece. It's like there's there's a lot of things about it that is like, you know, I kind of wish there were less colors. I don't feel like, you know, or or just like a little bit more of like if it was just overall colder feeling, you know? I'm telling you, man, I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this picture. Yeah. I'm going to put it on my Procreate and I'm going to change the background color so yeah. that everything has like an icy blue gray yeah, tone yeah, to sit yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to change everything. Change the whole thing about yeah. it cuz there's like, man, that that warm background feels like it, it's creating like this, like too much tension with the, the, the icy idea that it feels like that was kind of what was going on, you yeah. know? And I feel like if all these tones, like it, it's, it's different than a tattoo. Cause we're just talking art here. And it's like, it, maybe in a tattoo, you would want to create all this contrast. So these blues pop and stuff like that. But I feel like for art, like, man, I feel like that it feels like there's too much warmness to this, like, icy cold world that yeah. you're trying to create. You don't have to worry about that so much with art. Yeah. I mean, you, you, know, do, you do, but, but not, not as much. Yeah. Yeah. Some of my favorite, you know, paintings that, um, Alphonse Mucha did are some that are in like, these monotone, monotone, yeah. you know, and they just look the mood, you know, it's all about that mood. Yeah. They're simply colored, you know, it was just like all these like bluish tones and all these grayish tones and, yeah. and it just looks so good. You know, and it creates that vibe and that mood of the pose of the model and things like that. Man, I'm going to butcher, or maybe it's, uh, what's the, uh, the other color wheel? Uh, is it analogous colors? Like all yeah, colors analogous. that are next to each other on the color wheel? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can get like your blues, your greens, and like, I guess your purples would be all next to each other. Well, no, it would be like your blues, your blue greens, and your greens, right? That would be like your anal analogous colors little group right there and then right there. and then within you can move you know man like like we're talking about like the the muka stuff you know and it's like it's in the all of them in these 
really pale light. You know, think of like a Yeezy color palette. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like all these like icy blue and like everything's pale and muted and man, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Especially for something like this. Yeah. You know, for this kind of piece that he kind of was going for. I mean, I'll, I'll say it again because it, it applies even with your, if you're doing traditional painting, um, if you have this on pure white paper or a white canvas and here's your palette, your dump, your painting, you do a glaze which is basically a watered down color, or you can, if you're using like oil paint or you know, acrylic and you can add some turpentine or, you know, whatever additive you want to give a thin wash and just go over the entire thing. It'll just glaze over the entire thing and give everything that kind of like tint of blue or that tint of yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a filter. It's like adding yeah, a filter. It's like adding it. a filter to it and it'll, yeah. it'll look awesome. You know, I think it, this needs that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, dude. Like, again, I'm looking at it from a distance now. Overall, I think it's a cool design with the exception of maybe moving some things to help with the composition. Yeah. I think it's cool. I think that. I think out of all the pieces, this is my favorite like art piece. And the one I feel like I had like the most potential as an art piece that you can make prints out of. Yeah, for sure. The second one felt like the most tattooable design out of all three. And the first one felt like the one that had the most kind of like it didn't know what it wanted to be yeah you know it didn't feel like it have like what was the intent yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know these felt very straight to the you know the, the second the last two felt really straight to the point the first one was still like i don't know if i want to be on a wall or an arm bro <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i mean that's great last thing i want to say about this one is her boobs they got those crescent moon cleavage going yeah. on. <laughs> it's a little awkward. <laughs> I just noticed that now. Um, yeah. Simple line right there, do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's like uh, around the boobage, you know, there's like all these super strong shadows. And if there was that much light to create those really strong shadows, some of that stuff that's like, there wouldn't be that light that you see around uh, here, like around her, th her throat. I feel like that could be a shade darker push back if there's a, look how dark it is underneath her chin. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And we know that her chin is covering that part of her yeah. throat and neck. Her fingers are kind of getting lost there. Yeah. With that light spot on like that part of her throat. Yes. Right there. That's why, yeah. you know, it's like the same level of highlight is there that is in the inner part of her hand. You know, it just doesn't, you know, just some values there kind of off. Um, one thing with painting Caucasian skin is the, 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 the value shift in your darkest darks to your lightest lights mm -hmm. is not that much. Yeah. There's actually more of a contrast painting darker skin than lighter skin. You can get away with, without having any of these deep shadows, maybe like under the neck where it's yeah. like super dark, but like the really deep cheekbones doesn't really need to be there like that. And uh, highlights on Caucasian skin it, it, it never really is that drastic. Mm -hmm. If you were to paint um, like a, a dark skin, like if you're painting a black guy's skin, yeah. you're going to have like that really sharp, crispy highlight wherever the light is hitting. Yeah. You're not going to have that on Caucasian skin. Yeah. It's going to be, their contrast is going to be a lot less. Bro, um, this girl just has the contour makeup from fucking Instagram right <laughs> on her face. That's why this is so strong. <laughs> That's the only way you're using it. I can excuse it. I see ladies walking around like that in real life. Yeah. I want to know why he's putting these lines in the face. Probably stylistic choice. That's the only thing I can come up with. Yeah. Just stylistic choice. Cause the other piece had it too. I know. You know. It's kind of like, it's my thing. Yeah. 
Some people like that. Some people don't. I feel like that all started with tattooers gray lining where their shadows are going to be and where their shapes are going to be when they're shading it in. And somewhere along the line, like somebody lined it too dark. <laughs> it was too dark and it stayed there. I gotta make it work, bro. Yeah. And then people are like, Oh man, that's really cool. That's I'm going to start doing that on purpose now. <laughs> somebody fucking uh, lined the nose highlight and they were like, Oh damn. I'm going to go off of that and create more lines until I get away with it. I mean, to be honest though, I think it works as a tattoo or especially with like a lot of the Neo trad, uh, portraits, if you want to call yeah. them that, that are using a lot of these like really subtle muted shades to kind of contour the face that without that line there, it, it would have less contour. And yeah. Shape for so sure. it definitely helps. Yeah. Good effects. I don't know if it was intentional in the very beginning, but I might be wrong, but I think the first tattoo were to kind of do that kind of stuff. Um, his name is Lars Uf, and he's uh, from Germany. And uh, if you've never heard of him is Lars L A R S and his Uve is U-W-E. And uh, he goes by Loose Lips, L-U-S, Lips Like Lips. And uh, dude is phenomenal. You could say he's one of those fathers of neo-traditional. This guy was doing stuff, and people saw it, were inspired. And once you see his work, you're going to be like, oh, wow. Look at all these people that, you know, this guy inspired. Yeah. It's actually incredible. So, of course... He's an amazing painter, amazing artist. You know, you can see that his inspiration comes heavily from like Art Nouveau stuff, but his stuff definitely looks like his stuff. Yeah. You know, it definitely has his own voice. And when you see it, you'll see how many people gain their voice from being inspired by that guy. Yeah. So do your, do your research guys. You'll <laughs> learn a little bit. Man, cool. I hope that, uh, we, we, we name drop a lot of people. Yeah. I hope that it, it brings attention to the fact that like, you should know like who you're actually being inspired by. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like we, we know these people because we, we study not only, Oh man, I'm going to look on Pinterest to find some you know inspiration. Like, Oh, I'm going to draw off that. Like who, where did that come from? Yeah. Cause the guy that you're looking at on Pinterest is probably not like the originator of this style. Right? Absolutely. Like, and you know, he's probably making some mistakes and like making copies of copies of copies. You're going to keep, you know, altering it a little bit. And like, you might develop your own style that way, but you're going to lose a lot also. Yeah, absolutely. So. And, but I think sometimes, you know, you know, uh, everybody kind of starts off somewhere being inspired by an artist. And at one point you might, you know, mimic what they do, but at one point or another, once you've kind of adopted some things that gave you confidence, gave you a path, then you're going to have to start taking chances and trying to do things and push it, your push the ball your own way, yeah. you know, and, and make things move that way. And that's how you'll keep growing. Cool, man. All right, guys. So that's going to be a wrap for us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Hopefully you learned something from this. If you want to have your stuff critiqued on the show, you can become a Patreon supporter and you can go to patreon.com slash honest tattoo or help support the page. And then all of the Patreon supporters there have the opportunity to submit requests and uh, we can look at your work and talk about it on the show. Yo, thank you guys so much. Have a great night. Bye.